Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hey, everybody. This is a special release of a daily tech news show slash good day internet excerpt. I'm Tom Merritt. And uh, on Tuesday, April 7th, we had Dr. Kiki on the show. You probably listened to that episode uh, where she was on Daily Tech News Show. It was great. After the show, during Good Day Internet, uh, we got into talking about the virus itself, uh, how it works, and its, its, its ability to spread. We talked about masks. And uh, more than a few of you, including Steve I, one of our grand master patron supporters, said, hey, can you release that talk about how the virus replicates and mutates and, and the way vaccines work uh, to the general public? Uh, Steve, I said, I think that science is something that is important, and I've not heard that discussion anywhere else. Uh, a few other people said that uh, Kiki, as she would, uh, did one of the best explanations of the virus that they had heard. So uh, we are making an excerpt. It's about 20 minutes long of that post-show conversation from Tuesday available here to everyone. Uh, so please enjoy Good Day Internet Excerpt Virus Edition from Tuesday, April 7th. Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude today. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. 
What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. A friend of mine, now I, you know, this is again, just his own speculation because he has not been tested. Uh, he lives uh, in New York. And before any kind of coronavirus stuff, well, I mean, it existed, but it was not mm-hmm. really being talked about in the mid-January. Right. He, it was um, just being identified in Wuhan at that point. Yeah. 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 And he, uh, you know, I primarily talked to him online because I don't see him much. And he was telling a few of us, like, and he works from home, like, kind of like we do. And boy, I've just, I've just really had a bad cold. You know, I'm coughing and you know, I even kind of, yeah, I was, I, I, you know, my stomach was upset. I considered going to the doctor and, you know, it was all this stuff. And the rest of us were like, you might have walking uh. pneumonia. This sounds yeah. pretty bad, and it sounds right. kind of like it's lingering for a couple of weeks, and to the point where we were like, "You really should go to the doctor." And he was like, "Gosh, sounds like such a hassle." And now <laughs> he's like, "Oh, I know what I had for sure." Yeah. You know, I was just I mean, on the early side maybe. of it. Now he doesn't know for sure, he doesn't, but it sounded. Right. I mean, he was quite ill. You know, mm-hmm. for for a period mm-hmm. of time where you're like, you know, a cold or flu. That's not normal. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't linger like that. You know, and kind of get worse all over your body and. Anyway, I I feel for anybody who's like, huh, maybe that was what I had too. It yeah, it's in- good. it's interesting though because there's a whole bunch of uh, speculation about when and where the like the COVID virus originated, and even though it came out of China late November, was really identified in December, and then we don't think it came over to the United States until January. There was this spate of respiratory illnesses in the fall Mm -hmm. that did not uh, test positive for flu. Mm -hmm. And so people are like, oh, I probably got COVID back in September, October. Mm -hmm. It was that weird cough that I got. And, you know, probably not. There's a lot of respiratory viruses out there. um, Yeah. And and they're all very similar, right? and, And they're very similar. Yeah. And some of them have lingering coughs. And, you know, a lot of them are unidentified and they're just in the family of rhinovirus or coronavirus, you know, they're just in these families, these groups. Um, yeah, but it's, it's hard to, I mean, the speculation like that doesn't help anybody. I mean, it just, you know, it's like, okay, you were sick and you either went to the hospital or not. Right. Um, right now we know this one is a big deal now. So, you know, stop speculating about back then, wait for the, for the phylogenists genetic the genetic mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. the genetic sci- scientists to look at the phylogenies and go and and be able to say whether or not those things right because it's like it's like are, what yeah what does it matter you know it's like well if you didn't know you probably spread it 
unknowingly. That's sucks. Exactly. Yeah. But you didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, yeah. and I was, I'm, I'm sort of tracing back that I was in Santa Clara County when the first cases were being identified there. And if there were more cases than they were identifying, then it's more likely that I crossed paths, but it's really all just an exercise in wishful thinking of, gosh, I hope if you get it, that means you're immune to it again. And I hope I uh-huh. got it and didn't know, because wouldn't that That's be right. awesome? Right. Yeah, but yeah. but it, it, exactly. it, it, there are signs that mutates, right? Like the flu. So you could conceivably get a so, different strain. So, so he, this is the, uh, the difference. Um, the flu virus mutates very quickly and it has a couple of parts. There's the H part and the N part of the protein, these different proteins that are on the virus that, um, that mutate very rapidly and recombine in these different combinations. So you can have H5N1, H3N2, you know, these different combinations of the proteins. And every year, a different combination or two or three are the ones that kind of rise to the top of the pack. And we try to do the best guesstimation that we can to create the vaccines for that year. But with the COVID virus, while there are different strains, it doesn't have the same uh, rapidity of mutation and it doesn't seem to be in um, like these multiple locations in the virus. And so once we get a vaccine, that vaccine will work against COVID-19 and the SARS-CoV-2 virus um, forever. It should be good that you'll probably only have to get booster shots maybe like once every few years. We don't know how long immunity mm-hmm. lasts. Mm-hmm. That's the mm-hmm. thing that we don't know yet. But um, but the from everything that they've seen so far, it doesn't appear to be like the flu where we'll need to have like a, reg- like a yearly shot. It seems to be the kind of thing where it'll be more like uh, measles or yeah. You know, something Isn't like that. There, there's sort of a principle that the faster the mutation like with the, f- the, the flu, the less likely it is to be lethal because yeah. it's, it's trying to evade your immune system. And so it, it doesn't help it to kill the host. Exactly. Like, yeah, there's a there's an evolutionary pressure on it there. Yeah, and so there are the there are these areas within, you know, the genome of anything, some areas that are highly conserved and they are usually conserved over time and lots of uh, evolutionary changes because they're really important for the function of the organism or the virus, whatever you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And so these conserved regions have much slower mutation rates than the regions that are less less important Mm -hmm, to its survival. mm -hmm. Um, And so usually what you see is there's a slow mutation rate within, say, the conserved region that's responsible for it, like the spike protein that attaches to the receptor on the human cell and allows it to grab on to the ACE2 receptor really tightly. Um, And if there's, you know, if that there's that spike protein we can we can continue to aim at that, but it, because it's not going to change very much, because if it did change, it wouldn't infect the cells very well. Right. That, right. Was that it's clear? A, it's or was a, yeah. Just... No. Absolutely. That's one of the best like descriptions so I've heard. Of basically, the whole thing. so if it mutates, it becomes unable to. Yeah. Or the more it mutates, the less effective it would be yeah. able to. Yeah. Right. It become it, it stops being a virus and starts being dust. Yeah, that's when it starts getting real. They just ended the lockdown in Wuhan. Mm. That's amazing. That's been that's three months. 
Yeah, because the January 12th, they were just starting the lockdown. Uh, well, they hadn't started the lockdown. The WHO was still saying in January 12th that it couldn't be spread person to person very easily. Yeah. Wrong. Uh, later to be found out that was a mistake. Uh, so the lockdown started a little later in January. So, yeah, February, March, April. Yeah, three months. Train, road, and rail connections have now been reestablished. So mask, no mask. Can- Oh yeah, we didn't uh, ask about masks. Yeah, I was that was one question I had. Like, like yes, is that or no? Just because yeah, I just so, saw the whole thing with the who saying that. Um, face mask. W H O. Who makes it sound oh, like no, yeah, not not yeah. <laughs> we're not only we're not only musicians. We're highly trained. Uh, Tommy, can I wear a mask? That's right. Who should wear masks? <laughs> uh, so yeah, so. N95s, part of N95s really need to go to our healthcare providers, and this is um, because they need to be protected because they're on the front lines. Um, if people have immune uh, um, immunocompromising disorders, then N95 or better are good for those people as well. But they're in short supply because um, of the way that the N95 masks are manufactured. They have it's called uh, I think it's called uh, melt fabric, blown blown melt fabric or something like that is how what that's called. But oh, yeah, basically, blown, it's yeah. like cotton candy. They make they have these specialized nozzles that take these plastic polymers and shoot out all these threads, and the threads lay down on top of and it's under heat and it's produced, and they all lay down on top of each other and create this kind of blown out this fabric that's just been blown out, kind of like cotton candy. And um, so the machines to make the fabric are expensive and hard to come by to make consistent fabrics that work really well. Um, And most of the companies that are qualified to make the fabric are like in China and they're doing the best they can to make as many as they can. But now that this is global, everybody needs masks. And so it's supply and demand supply chain issue. Um, So N95 still, if we can get them to the medical professionals, that's the best thing to do. Fabric masks are, are at this point recommended for people, basically everybody. If you're leaving your house, going to a store, going to someplace where people are gathering in any way, especially if it's indoors, uh, you should be wearing a mask and it's, everyone should assume they have been infected and take precautions to avoid spreading it to other people because uh, there is the possibility that just by breathing as an asymptomatic carrier, you're spreading particles into the air. And if you imagine you're in a grocery store and those droplets or airborne particles are sitting there as you move your shopping cart through the store, um, either you're going to be interacting with the clouds of droplets from other people in front of you, or people are going to be interacting with yours. And so if you can block the emission of any kind of particles or reduce the spread of the cloud, the 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 pig pen-like cloud of debris that is around you in any way, um, then that reduces the spread of those particles. So 
Yes. So the idea and, is not. And, well, and I want to I want to add to that uh, <laughs> that this is all based on our best guesses, right? It's all all best guesses. So we, if it, tomorrow the CDC and the WHO come out and go, wait a minute, no more masks, it's because they found out new information. This is like yeah. we when they were saying no masks, they had very good reasons to say that based on what they know. Now there's a little yeah. bit of information that says, I don't know, these droplets may last a little longer than we thought. And the risk of having a mask is that you feel a little safer and act a little riskier, even yes. if it's subconsciously. And so right. they were saying, well, if the droplets uh, won't go farther than two meters, actually, let's not tell people to wear masks because then we risk them having more risky behaviors and touching things and reaching up under their masks and itching their nose and infecting themselves because they think they're safe. So let's not do that. Then they started to say, well, hold on. The risk assessment has changed. Let's just say wear masks to prevent that spread and try mm -hmm. to really educate people how to wear them correctly. Yes. Uh, and, and so this guidance may change. And it, it's not because people don't know what they're talking about. It's because they're making best guesses based on incomplete information because this virus is absolutely new. And, and I think that is such an important out. point. That is such an important point. And so many people are like, wait, why doesn't the WHO know this? Why doesn't the CDC know this? And it's like, because we've never encountered this virus before. <laughs> Scientists are learning things as fast as they can. And, uh, you know, they're disseminating, disseminating that information as fast as they can. And people are having to go through all of the publications that are coming out in mass right now about this and figure out what is correct, what is incorrect, what is the best information to date and make policy recommendations based on the science. And yeah, it's hard. And yeah, so that's, I think that is one of the most important points yeah. is just go to the reputable sources of information the WHO, the CDC. Um, I also like Johns Hopkins. They've got some really great information. Um, but really, you know, these these bigger health healthcare bodies that are uh, invested in keeping people healthy, they're the ones with the information. And, you know, you can do, you can do your own risk assessments. And if you go, I am not a normal person. I am very risk averse and mm -hmm. I want to protect myself. Wear your masks, wear your gloves in your own house, even, you know, <laughs> spray everything down with alcohol, alcohol three times a day, you know, do what you need to do to feel safe. But if like, if, if you're just like, I, I just want to know what I should do and how, what should just follow what the CDC and the WHO say to do, because that's the, the, that's where the information is getting compiled. And and don't uh, and don't uh, don't hear that they've changed it and think, well, they, I'm not going to believe anything they say anymore. <laughs> it's 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 a fast moving thing. And they they know what masks yeah. are good for. They know what the yeah. behavior around masks is. What they don't know is just how risky the virus spread is, how exactly it transmits. And we're learning more every day and, and narrowing yeah. in on this sort of stuff to, to the masks in particular. One. One thing I heard that I, I felt like was a really good way of treating a mask, if you're wearing a mask, is always act like the outside of the mask is just covered in the grossest yes. thing you could imagine. Yes. And when yep. you take it off, treat it as if it's just covered in disgusting stuff and <laughs> wash it immediately in hot water uh, yeah. and don't touch it. And if you always imagine that the outside of your mask is just the most disgusting thing you can think of, you'll be probably 
roughly following the correct guidelines of how to wear a mask. Yeah. I mean, what I, uh, someone had a doctor I, I know recommended if you have, say, if you've got four or five fabric masks, um, what we can assume is that it, what we know from some research is that it lasts on surfaces for like three to four days. It'll probably die after a while. So what you can do is have like Ziploc bags with like numbers and different masks. And so if you come in with that dirty mask, stick it in a Ziploc bag, stick it by the door and then don't touch it for like four or five days. And then you have another mask that you put in a different bag. And then, and so you can, and you can rotate through them and not have to worry about them too much. You can also want to leave that bag open because even though the virus won't replicate, but if there's moisture in it, (laughs) (laughs) but just so you have, you know, these bags and keep them separated and rotate through them periodically, then that could help also. Uh, I'm I'm sort of confused with the mask thing, just because there's that a couple of, Bits from the new uh, WHO guidance on Monday that's saying that healthy people don't need to wear a face mask and doing so won't provide any added protection from the coronavirus. That's just for infection, but that doesn't mean yeah. if you're blowing it on someone else, they wouldn't be useful. Right. And so if you, um, right. So if you don't want to be infected, yeah, that's something these fabric masks because of the way we touch things and like what Tom was saying, where you touch your nose and maybe touch your face and you fiddle with the mask and all that kind of the, the, in being infected, if you're healthy, just try to just wash your hands and practice uh, good sanitary procedures. But really it's going outside, going when you're going to be around people, assume you are infected mm-hmm. um, because wearing a mask reduces the airflow away from you. Um, and it can potentially reduce the spread if you are asymptomatic. And if you're asymptomatic, nobody knows. You don't know if you're sick. Right. Nobody knows. And so no that's symptoms. the thing. Exactly. I mean, that's the thing is the asymptomatic spread is the part that has everybody going, huh, this is weird because it's not the it's not the normal thing. So it's more wear a mask to avoid infecting other people. Oh, and Theater Monkey has a great question in Twitch chat. Can the virus get in through just skin or only through your mouth, nose, eyes, and ears? Oh, and it probably doesn't even go in through your ears. Uh, the virus is a respiratory virus, so it is uh, it, it gets in through your respiratory system. Um, so the way they think the common method is if you touch something and it has droplets that contain the virus on the surface and then you go and touch your face – and breathe in or whatever mm-hmm. that you're you're bringing the virus closer to your respiratory system by your hands um but uh yeah so it's through your nose and through your mouth and sometimes brought to the, that place by your hands um but no it does not go in through your skin that's not Graham, going to why do does that. grandpa never touch his face oh he lived through the <laughs> pandemic that's right <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so does anybody else like every once in a while you know we, i don't go outside or <laughs> go in public that often anymore <laughs> but when i come back i sometimes feel like i'm at home i'm safe i can touch my face as much as i want <laughs> i i do the thing where i like uh accidental like i'm just training myself because even if i know it's safe to touch my face i don't want to get used to it so i'm just like never do it just you know use yeah. something else Sit i just on try your to try hands 
But every once in a while, I'll just catch my, I'll touch my nose or something without thinking about it. And it'll feel really weird because I have like, <laughs> I'm unused to the sensation. Whose hand just touched <laughs> my nose? <laughs> You're having weird out of body hand experiment experiences. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Uh you know what? This has been fantastic, Kiki. Thank you so much uh for, for sharing the knowledge and sharing the sciencey goodness with us. You're welcome. I'm happy. I mean, I'm not an epidemiologist. I am not uh in the medical community, but uh I do keep track of the science and so if I can help help share what I'm learning and what other people are learning through science with relation to this, um, to reduce the spread of misinformation in a viral manner. Ah. Um, aha. Yes. If You're I can a good do- vector. <laughs> oh, oh, I try to be a vector for good information. That's right. Not misinformation. So yeah, if I, as much as I can help do that, uh, I think that's important these days. Hi, this is Matt and Sean from two black guys. With good credit from a local business. To a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.